0: It's time for Pitmaster
1: and the Doc! Hey guys, Pitmaster here. Pitmaster and the Doc. We're going to talk about UFC 218 and we're going to talk about uh, the finale. The finale fights were pretty good,
0: the tough finale. The right. tough
1: finale was pretty good, but UFC two eighteen was very good. So let's 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 dive right in. Let's dive right in right to the top. The main event of two eighteen. Jose Aldo versus uh, Max Holloway. It was a. It was a good fight. I don't think it was a great fight. It was. Too one-sided to be a great fight, Um, but it was slightly competitive, so that made it a good fight. And watching Max Holloway's skill, which has improved greatly, made it a good fight. But what took it away was, it just looked like Jose Aldo was a little flat, but I think a lot of that had to do with Max Holloway being super on, or super sharp, But it kind of was predictable that um, Jose Aldo would lose his gas before Max. And he seems to do that quite frequently. I mean, if you remember even when he fought Frankie Edgar, I mean, Frankie Frankie Edgar's conditioning kind of throughout the fight even rises a little, like Court McGee does. They start here, and they actually get... For some reason, they have a crazy gene, and their cardio actually picks up a little. But unfortunately, Jose Aldos like seems to dip even it seems to dip even more than than most fighters. and uh, I don't know why that is. It could be genetic. some people don't have a chin. some people, you know, don't have killer instinct. some people, you know don't have uh, gas. And no matter how hard they, I'm sure he trains really hard. He comes from a great camp. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? You're a doc. You should know. Why did, why did Jose Aldo gas, I mean, predictably in the third, he always goes
0: like this. First, second, third. Has that been his fighting style that you've seen the whole time? I mean, this guy's been around quite a while, which might be part of it. Um, but, he was a champion for a long time, wasn't he?
1: Right. And, um, and it was predictable with him. Like when he fought, um, I don't know all his fights off the top of my head, I'm punch drunk, but I remember for sure when he fought Frankie, everybody was like, if Frankie can hang on, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll do okay. And sure enough, every time uh, Jose Aldo's conditioning seems to drop a lot quicker, most guys naturally, except for guys like Frankie Edgar and Corey McGee, most guys like first round second round third round they have a slow decline and most guys aren't hardly anyone is is the same in the fifth round as they were in the first except for frankie edgar and core mcgee i'm sure they would be but it seems like when while most guys slowly decline around the third round it seems like jose aldo takes a huge dip in conditioning I mean, his conditioning just seems to go, and it doesn't come back. He doesn't seem to get a real um, second wind. I think he might have in the in the Frank Yeager's second fight or something, but never as much as his opponent. He's he's always at a disadvantage.
0: I don't know why that is. But they're just like you can take track and field athletes and you have athletes that can run a marathon and guys that can only sprint hundred yards. So, and their training's different. So you know maybe it comes down to training, maybe it comes down to genetics.
1: I think it would be more genetics if I had to guess it's more than more genetics than, than, than uh, training because he I mean, comes from you know No uh, one of the best uh, Uva Nouv one of the best teams in the world he's been training long enough he has great uh, um, Andre's a great coach so it, I think it's just genetics just like you could be training the hell out of a guy and if he doesn't have a chin every time he gets tapped on the chin he's going to go down no matter what so I think it's genetics can you, I mean, do you have a medical diagnosis for that? Lack of, lack of air? <laughs> no, I don't. Lack of air. I, we I, call I, it lack of air or lack of condition. We do, what would you write as a, as a medical diagnosis
0: for that? I don't there has think to the, be some. Yeah. There has to be one. I don't know. We'll have to do some uh, blood tests on him. I don't know. Maybe he's anemic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's to trained at altitude. I have no idea. Maybe it's like a, his hemoglobin is like four. But there are certain genetics that are, that make you better at endurance. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. well, we
1: know Max Holloway has his 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 genetics are definitely um, they're definitely geared towards speed, power, strength, um, skill, and conditioning. He has great conditioning. One of the reasons I think his conditioning is so good, he's just so cool. While. Jose Aldo like winds up on everything, and he tries to knock you out with each punch. Max Holloway just like he's kind of like one of the Diaz brothers, in that he just throws it. He throws them all out there, so you get knocked out more more of an accumulation of his punches um, than just one punch knockout like Jose Aldo has been known to do. But if he doesn't do it, he seems to drop in his conditioning. So. So it was a
0: good fight. Overall, good fight, but we saw them fight six months ago or whatever. It was kind
1: of the same way. Yeah. So, so Max Holloway is still the champion, knocked him on the third round, and it wasn't...
0: I mean, he's oh, just... I will say, that the post-fight interview, they you know they interviewed Max, and they're trying to tell him, you know, well, maybe, you're, maybe there's an argument that you're the greatest of all time here, you know, with, and he kind of brushed that aside completely and said, I don't know, we'll see about that, I got a lot left to do, so... He's not all full of himself, which he's not which is nice to see nowadays. Um, nowadays it is.
1: yeah, and 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 <clears throat> no, he's not. and and he's right. I mean, but most guys, even when they they're not the the greatest of all times, they'll think they are or they should be in that category. Yeah. But I think he honestly, truly, I know his camp. I mean, he's got a really uh, he has a really level headed uh, humble trainer. Um, and, and, and so I really don't think he does think he's the best yet. And, and he's got some, some proven to do, but he's definitely get he's definitely proven it. Now, speaking of that, we're going to segue into the next fight, which was, uh, um, over Yeah. Over him and, and the predator.
0: Um, Nagano, um, or something. Yeah. Close <laughs> to that. Close yeah. to that.
1: But man, Nagano, Nag- Nagano, man, he, he doesn't say a goddamn word. I mean, he doesn't like say a negative word, he's just, he's an upbeat, friendly, seems like a very respectful guy that just knocks the shit out of people. He hit the guy with a, um, we call it a fish hook, it's on my YouTube channel, The Pit Online Dojo, uh, he hit him with a fish hook that just, it knocked out Alistair over Overeem in the first round, um, and... It was a scary knockout. It was a scary knockout because he was not only out cold, which sometimes they get dropped and they're kind of woozy and the the referee stops it, and that's bad enough. They get up on shaky legs, that's bad enough. But he was out. When they're out unconscious and they're, like, you know, posturing, I mean, one of the announcers said it looked like he was electrocuted.
0: So, yeah, he did. It did look like he was electrocuted. Yes. It's, scary it's scary to see, and to see that is still going on, but posturing is from a pretty significant head injury, so that's a pretty significant traumatic brain injury. I'm sure he was off to get a CT scan I hope uh, so. immediately after that. So I that's, hope that's scary to see.
1: It is scary, and I I, I truly believe this, and, and, you know, just like when we had that controversy when Dana wanted Chuck to retire... Um, and I did too, but I also said it's up to the fighter. You can't you, – it's in somebody's heart if they want to keep fighting on it, even if it's dangerous. I mean, you can't make someone not smoke. You can't make someone not eat terribly. And if somebody's getting knocked out too much, you know, the commission doesn't want to step in. I don't think they should. I really don't think they should. I think it should be up to the fighter. Um, but I would love to see – Alistair retired. He's been KO'd a, he, a
0: lot of times in the in the but UFC alone. That, that wasn't just a KO from that a was, light tap was, though either. That was a uh, that, that was, was a significant strike. That was some brain damage. A- so anybody, nobody's chin is going to withstand that. No,
1: but and nobody. nobody wouldn't get brain damage from
0: that. Yeah, so a good think, argument that that's probably a cumulative injury. That the more of those you get.
1: Yeah, and I think and I think just the way he was knocked out and the way he was posturing and. and the, as many times as he's been knocked out, as great as a fighter as he is, and as much as he's proven, he's a huge warrior. All he does is you know fight. I mean, he fights anyone, anytime, any rules, anywhere. Just I mean, the guy has been a warrior forever, and he's he's never been like a big mouth runner. He's just a he's a he's just a friggin' warrior, and he doesn't care who he fights. He'll fight anyone, but he's fought enough. And after a knockout like that and, and he's been knocked out, um, he's been knocked out too much. And I would love to see him retire. And I think, I think he'll have a good, uh, I'm sure he has a good retirement and, and saved up. And he'd be a great trainer, a great, he, you know, he'd be a great announcer or a great commentary guy. Because the guy speaks so well and he's such a well-spoken guy. He speaks perfectly English perfect English. I guess I don't. Um, and he's from Holland, but he has like no accent. He has like a perfect, he speaks perfect English and he knows everything about fighting. And I'd love him. I'd love to see him on the other side of the camera. I would, I would love for him to not fight again. So if you're watching this, Alistar, you're a warrior you're, you're, a, you're a great fighter. You've been there, done that, proven everything. you got nothing left to prove. Please don't fight anymore. Go on the other side of the, uh, of the camera. Start doing announcing, commentating. I think you'd be a great commentator. Or whatever, coach, or whatever you want to do, I think it's time to take that next step. Uh, take, your, take your life to the next level. Please. I'm begging you. But anyway... What do, you, do you agree with that?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, to see how he feels and how he comes back from that. But, uh, I think it's just back, hard to see. But it's hard to see. Like I said, I don't think it's... You're like, oh, he, he took a hit and he went down. He took a hit that anyone would have gone down. That from, proves so. my point even more. That yeah. just means there's
1: more brain damage. It does, I mean? but
0: it just, It also means that, I don't know, you can't say that he's a fragile fighter or that he's going to get knocked out easily. It's no, just... he's
1: not a fragile fighter, but he's been knocked out. Where's? Can you bring up uh, his record? If you bring up his record, I mean, I think he's been knocked out like, uh, but it, no, each fight. I, I think he's been knocked out like uh, something like 10 or 11 times just in the UFC. So, I mean, I just don't like to see that, you know? And he's been knocked out in K one, um, and that's nothing against him. He's a fighter. Fighters get knocked out, you know. He's also has plenty of knockout wins.
0: Yeah, his uh, last loss was to Stipe was a knockout. Yeah,
1: I mean, how I many? I mean, he has a lot of knockout one. losses. So, I don't think he has a that fight proved he has a glass jaw. I don't think he has a glass jaw at all. But he's been knocked out a lot. He's a heavyweight fighter, for God's sakes, fighting the best fighters on the planet. He knocks them out, or they knock him out, and that usually happens. So I would love to see him uh, retire. All but right,
0: both these guys are big guys too. They're both six yeah. four, um, huge heavyweights.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Athletic heavyweights.
1: Yeah, they really are. And uh, so who else we got? We got uh Sejudo Sejudo against uh, Perez. That was a really boring fight, but nothing against either one. I think their style. Just their styles together made for a boring fight. Um, I would agree with that. Did it, style mismatch or? Yeah, you just never know, cause uh, you just don't know, and it, it's a, it's a, it's a luck of the draw. And those two just did not put on a good fight. I mean, they tried to, and they're both so good. If Perez wasn't as good as he was, as as he is, he would have got, he would have got submitted. Um, or He defended pretty well on the ground. He did. He did, and that's one of the things that made it so boring. He, he nullified Sejudo's <laughs> yeah. attacks from the bottom, but he had, but Cejudo is so good. He's a gold medal wrestler. So he's so good at controlling people's bodies that uh, Perez wasn't able to get up, and he was able to take Perez down enough. So it just made for a boring fight. Um, I think both these guys are just so good, they should just fight someone else, and, and it'll be more like... So Hudo's last fight was more competitive or better, and so was Pettis. So, not a very exciting fight, but they're both really good. The next fight, however, uh, one fight of the night, so they both got 50 grand. It was competitive, and it was an absolute brawl between uh, Eddie Alvarez and Justin Gaethje. Um, I think Alvarez is a much better fighter around... Uh, a well-rounded fighter. I think Gaethje, who was a Olympic-level wrestler, is not a very good striker, but he's a very willing striker. So I think he, he, he needs to come to me, and I'll teach him some left hooks. What do you, th- you think of his defense, Gaethje? It was interesting. He has no defense. Well, he just puts his hands up. He, he has is no hit. defense, right. When I teach my fighters, either hit, Hold or get out of the way. Don't cover up. This is not a defense, guys. You're either hitting, holding, or getting the hell out of the way. This is not a defense. Unless you're a Muhammad Ali laying back on the ropes in rope a dope, it's, it's not a defense. But he has a heart of like, he has the heart of, of Arturo Gotti. Both of them do. And both of them don't care about winning as much as they care about having a reputation of being the most violent fighters in the
0: 155-pound class. So, so that was the fight of the night. There were two. Yeah. So, two fight of the nights. Yeah. But, all right. So the next fight was the... Uh, anyway, so
1: Gatesy gets stopped in the third round with a, with a brutal knee after they went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but Alvarez was starting to come on a little more. His striking was a lot sharper, and he was catching Gaethje more. Um, and then that knee stopped Gaethje put him to sleep. So then the that was the la, the then there's one more in the main card, and that was Michelle Waters, Watterson and uh, Tisha Torres. Um, Tisha Torres I think is a is a stronger fighter, and that's why she won. Um, to me, it wasn't a very, it wasn't that good of a fight. It wasn't interesting enough. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that it was a good fight, but I it just didn't get me. It didn't get me going because it was very technique oriented where Tisha was using her power and, and boxing ability and winning, even though Waterspoon, Watterson is, you know, karate hottie and she has great kicks and stuff. I think Tisha was just running her down with more solid punches and, and more solid techniques. Um, and it was a decision, and uh, Watterson did really well. She got her down, I think, in the first round and won the first round because she finally got her down and held her into in some precarious positions. But I don't know why. It should have been a better fight, and maybe it was. I don't know why I wasn't that into it. Were you?
0: No, but... Uh... I don't know. I went, they, went, they both went the distance. And they're
1: both great. I think another fight where both of them are so good that they just kind of nullified each other's really good skills. So, yeah, not that great. But then the prelims now. Boom. We got... Uh, let's go right to... Uh, we got we got, Yancey Medeiros <laughs> against the Cowboy Oliveira, which was the second fight of the night. I don't know if UFC's ever done that before. But they awarded two fight of the nights. What this do they?
0: What do these guys get for fight of the night? Uh, for putting on a show, fifty
1: or usually fifty k each. each.
0: Sometimes sixty. So if you eight, lose, you th- still get fifty k for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, they the both fight of the night. Both guys get it. Um, this fight started off with just fucking explosion. I think uh, Yancey dropped him with like a freaking brutal something and broke his nose, and then. Alex turned around and dropped Yancey and it was just like this back and forth uh, battle that lasted into the uh, third round where Yancey just finished him off with, uh, what did he catch him with an elbow I think?
0: Wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember what final Yeah, I think he... But but he had a broken nose from the first round. He had a broken nose. So from the fight medicine... Like the first punch. From the fight medicine point of view, the thing that interested me was as soon as he got his nose broken, you heard his corner saying, don't blow your nose. And so John and I talked about that a little bit, but that's something he's experienced. But when you you blow your nose and your nose is broken, all that air is going to go into your orbital socket and swells up your eye pretty badly, which is well known to fighters. Um... You've had experience with that?
1: Yeah, I've had a lot of experience with it, and, and, and I've had experience on both sides. So when my guys have any kind of broken or bloody nose, I always tell them, because they always want to come back and
0: blow the it. first thing it, you'd want to do is blow your nose you out. You want to
1: get the n- blood out. So you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to let it drip, and the trainer's supposed to like kind of milk it down, um, and it hurts like hell. But, yeah, blowing your nose, creating... Like, if you do that, you feel the back pressure... And that back back pressure goes into the the sinus cavities, which are already broken in your nose, so it leaks through your sinus cavities, really close to the skin, and it just blows out your eyes, like you've seen happen to Alvarez a couple fights ago. Um, so he had so he so he fought with a hampered. Uh, he was already he was fighting with with you know hampered because he had a freaking bloody nose, and that really affects your your conditioning because you can't breathe out of your nose watching blood drop out of your nose or anywhere it usually affects you in a negative way because people don't like to see their own blood they like to see other people's blood so watching your own nose bleed is is and just
0: feeling like it isn't stopping just it's not gonna stop yeah and then you keep getting hit and it and it hurts Sounds like miserable.
1: it hurts like hell. Your eyes water and it just hurts like I remember I broke my nose once so bad in training. You broken your nose. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I broke my nose once so bad in training. I used to have a Jewish nose. I'm actually Jewish. I had like a flat a straight up like beak. But this is after I had repair in my, in my after my career. But anyway, I, I, I broke it in training. And I couldn't afford to get it fixed. And I had a fight coming up in like a week. And I kept training. I go to sleep every night and I wake up with blood on my pillow. I mean it was like it was it was a nightmare. And it hurt so bad when I was training and I couldn't not train for that fight. And we didn't have those kind of uh, like a shield. We didn't have those those days. I just had to spar, I had to train, it hurt so much just to touch it. This poor guy. So I can imagine what it felt like, and um, they were both cut, they were both bleeding, and it was a brutal back and forth battle that proved um, a couple things. Number one, they're both top top of the line fighters that belong in the top ten. Number two, they are both tough as nails. They're both they're like John Gotti, both of them. Both I mean John Gotti, Arturo Gotti. Each one of them is like Arturo Gotti. Um, and they have skills. They have skills, and they have, uh, heart. It was a great fight, so I love watching that fight. That was, that was probably my best fight of the night. And then there was, uh, Felder against, uh, against the other Oliveira, uh, Charles, which was a good fight. It wasn't, it wasn't great. I think it was stopped in the second round, wasn't it? Um.
0: Yeah, second round,
1: TKO. Yeah, um, Charles won... Most of the first round, he got a really brutal Darce choke on Paul, and Paul was able to fight it. He, he stayed cool. Um, he, uh, he was able to f- fight his way out of it. And then the second round, it was kind of weird because he, he got him against the cage, and he was on the ground, and he hit him with an elbow, and, and uh, Charles tapped immediately. But he tapped his shoulder, and the referee was on the other side and didn't see it. And so uh, Paul didn't think he should stop because it, I mean if he stopped and then the referee didn't see it and then he, they stood him up or whatever and he lost he would I mean you don't you don't stop usually for that so anyway he caught him with another elbow like three more and then the referee stopped it so is it is Paul Felder um, he's coming out at, out of uh, Duke Rufus's gym um, Rufus Sport. He's getting a lot of good fighters out of that gym, and they're well rounded. I mean, Duke Rufus's fighters are not just stand-up guys because Duke himself was a K one fighter. They're also unbelievable on the ground. They're they're really good at takedowns, takedown defense, and they have beautiful uh, submission and submission defense. So that that's a camp that's that's
0: definitely coming up. What else we got? Well. That was pretty much it for those fights. There were there was one fight I watched the night before, which was part of the Ultimate Finale. Yeah, or was the fun. Ultimate Fighter Finale. There were a couple. I think you got them on your thing there. Yeah.
1: Well, we um, one of them was uh, Eric Spicely and and Ger- uh, Gerald uh, Mearchart. Who Gerald Mearchart is actually from um, Duke Rufus's, uh camp. He's getting some good guys. Eric Spicy is, is the grappler. Gerald was the, was the striker. And uh, Gerald, uh, or Eric was able to take him down a couple times and get some, get some positioning. But Gerald stood it right back up. And Gerald is a southpaw. And southpaws have an advantage over orthodox fighters when it comes to liver shots, especially liver kicks. And he kicked him like twice in the liver, and you could tell Gerald just dropped his elbow, and you could tell it really hurt. And then, but then he kind of moved the wrong way, and he moved into uh, Gerald's power, and Gerald threw a liver kick and just dropped him. Fight was over. I mean, bang, it was
0: fight was over. He got uh, dropped, and the ref jumped. I mean, jumped on him to you, stop the fight. You know,
1: I mean, any I don't know who the ref was for that fight, but anyone that's been around fighting. For any length of time, knows a liver shot like that, fights over. I mean that it hurts more than, and I know that firsthand. I've been hitting the liver where you, you just, you're awake. It's like being on Pavlon. If you guys ever been on Pavilion, curari, no, acetylcholine, <laughs> probably not. Anyway, what it is this? It's a neuroparalysis drug. So, uh, uh, neuromuscular. So it, what it does is it, it. It, it, everything is paralyzed, but your mind is still working. So it's, it's kind of weird. Cause like if you give someone that in the ER to do a procedure on them, they're completely looks like they're comatose, but their mind is still 100%. So you, you don't even think that way. So you, sometimes you might forget to like, they, they feel pain, but they, they can't show it. So that's how it feels to get hit in the liver, except it hurts like somebody stabbing your liver, but you're paralyzed at the same time. You, there's nothing you can do. You can't get up. You you don't want to breathe because when you breathe, it hurts even more. But you have to breathe because we all breathe. So it's it's probably one of the worst feelings I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah,
0: it hurt. So it was stopped. So you do see those occasionally. Not as often as a knockout to the head, but no knockout to the body.
1: I think that's the number two... Weapon of choice in 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 a sport fight, I think it would be chin first, liver second. Speaking of liver, we got Sean O'Malley against uh, uh, Teron Ware, um, and it it was a, um, it was an interesting fight, and it was it was an entertaining fight. It was a hyped fight. Yeah, it was really hyped, um, a lot. Um, and Sean O'Malley, I think he lived up to the hype. Um, he fought a guy, Teron Ware. I'm not sure what his record is. Um, but he was definitely came with some skills. But he looked like he was just a little below um, Sean O'Malley's skills. And Sean O'Malley is very flamboyant. And, and, and he comes out with some really... Uh, Electric and dynamic techniques. Not all of them are 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 really um, effective, but, but they're, they are all...
0: less predictable.
1: No, and yeah, and that's what makes <clears throat> them um, effective. Is even if they're not landing, they look good, and th- and they do catch the the audience and the judges' eyes. Um, and he's really fast. He had unbelievable speed. He out he out uh, he outsped his opponent the whole fight. And he had really uh non traditional uh techniques. So he's an up and comer. He did look a little gassed in the second round, but then he came back and the third he round did. he looked
0: better. He got a second wind. I wish I wish uh Jose Aldo would get a second win. Well more and, often. and going back, I think I saw medical suspension on him for six months for a broken hand ah. and a broken foot. So that might have been I don't know, something to do with round two. Could have been. So he got a hit a broken hand and foot in that fight. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, so he's a really dynamic fighter. He kind of he kind of reminded me a little bit of um...
0: who Gage. No, or Sage. Sage, sage, sage Norcutt. Yeah. he was a little Sage Norcutt-ish. but but he's also the opposite of his personality. <laughs> he was
1: more of a mouthy guy. Sage was like Mr. You know, Mr. Rogan. I I love you. How are you? You're great. You're a very respectful guy, and I think that's really him. I really do. Um, and Sean O'Malley's
0: whole persona is around smoking weed.
1: Yeah, he's a little different. I, I don't. I don't think he's as as good for the sport. Um, so I don't know. He's we're we're going to see where he goes excited, next. I was
0: excited to see him fight after seeing his fight. He fought in something to get into the UFC, <coughs> yeah. which is televised and hyped. Yeah,
1: so. it's, it's find a find a fighter or you know whatever. Um, it's where. Um, Dana goes out, goes around and finds fighters in smaller shows and says, all right, you're good. You're coming in the UFC. Kind of like, kind of like the opposite of, uh, of, uh, Trump in his show when he goes, you're fired. Dana goes around and says, you're hired.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just made that up
0: right now. Yeah, right on the spot. Right on the spot. It's almost unbelievable. I unbelievable. did. Fire. Right here. So but Anyway, that was the last fight I saw on on, on that day. That's
1: all we got to talk about. It was good fights. Um, please retire, Alistar. I think you're one of the greatest fighters ever. I think you've proven so much, and you're such a warrior. I don't want to see you fight anymore. I don't want to see you get hurt. You got so much skill, so much talent. You have such a personality. I think you're going to be a great announcer or commentator or trainer or something. So... Anyway, please don't fight anymore. That that knockout scared the shit out of me. It really did. I
0: think that's great advice, John. Thank you. Yeah, very good. So uh, I think if anyone has any questions about fight medicine, ask them so we can, we'll address something on each show. But I think like this week, just something that happens in the fights, we'll talk about it. Uh, broken nose stuff or whatever happens. But um, yeah, if you guys have any questions about uh, fight medicine or stuff these guys have to deal with medically... Ask it. Uh, ask it. I am a com- nurse. Ask it in the comments. I am a nurse. John will be happy to answer. It. I'm a registered nurse. Sometimes
1: <laughs> he sometimes he can be a little snobby. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> condescending. Because oh, you're a nurse. You didn't do that med. You didn't do the MD thing, huh? Okay, I'm an RN. Is it RN? Is it higher or lower than a MD? It's just it's a different. It's a different. Uh, no, too much.
0: It's different. Whatever.
1: It's, oh I agree. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. That's agreement. You're being condescending. <laughs> anyway, all right, brother. Thanks for coming. See you guys. All right. Bing.